You are in for a treat this morning. I want to welcome this morning to the worship auditorium our kids' church. Our guys from kids' church are here, and we are so glad you're here. Moms and dads, grandmas and granddads and friends, give those guys a big hand. We're glad you're with us today. We are going to have a great time. We have a gentleman that is here today that has one of the most unique ministries I believe I've ever seen. And uh, you're going to get to see some exotic animals today, and you're going to get to hear the truth of the gospel today. And we had a wonderful time Friday night at our wild game night. We had a great time last night at the bridge. Mr. Dan Breeding was there, and we had a big crowd. Some of you were there, and God held the rain off for us. We were out in the parking lot, and it's just a beautiful evening. But to familiarize yourself just a little bit uh, with Mr. Dan Breeding, he's been on Regis and Kelly uh, for the last two years. He's been invited to the White House, and he's been with the president and done a presentation there. He's been on Letterman. He's been on Leno. He's been on just about every... He was naming all the shows, all the programs that have had him on He's been everywhere, and uh, we got him here today in Princeton, North Carolina, and uh, we're going to have an awesome time with him. So you didn't come here, though, to hear me talk. I want you right now, though, to give a warm Whitley Church welcome to Mr. Dan Breeding. Yeah, it's my first rodeo. <laughs> All right, let's try it again. Who's ready to see some cool animals? Yeah! All right, well, you're in luck because I've got them. <laughs> That's right. Now, what, what a cool way to have a, a Sunday morning worship, huh? Yeah, some great music, and now we get to enjoy God's creation. Um, the best way to do that is to sit still and be quiet. It's all about that big word called liability. That's right, liability. During my presentation, the back row turns into the front row, just in case there's some back row Baptists that showed up today. Uh, (laughs) Can I say that here? All right. So anyway, um, the back row turns into the front row, so sit, sit still. While the animals are out, please do not move around. If you need to move, wait until I exit the stage to go get another creature. Now, I'll tell you what. We've had a great time um, the last couple days, uh, the wild game night and last night at the bridge. If you were at the bridge, you uh, might have had a little bit of an, an adrenaline rush, as I did. Um, praise God that he's in control, and he gives us the ability to, um, to work things out in times of turbulence. And uh, that's how I'll put that. And, and I praise him for that. And I praise him for allowing uh, me to use his creation to bring glory to him. Um, you know, uh, these animals are used to this, so, um, and we've got nice and wide aisles, okay? So we don't have to worry. But when I come out there, do not reach out to any of these creatures. They'll rip your face off. <laughs> now, I, I don't... I fail to see any humor in that, but no matter where I am in the country, everybody always laughs when I say that. Um, I'm really serious. Don't reach out. No, I'm kidding, kind of, but no, don't reach out. But whatever you do, don't look them in the eye. Yeah. Remember, you don't have to be the fastest one here, just faster than the person next to you. There's an exit. The exits are clearly marked in this beautiful sanctuary. So, no, your safety's in my hands, and you don't have to worry because, folks, I am a professional. And besides, I'm fully licensed and insured, okay? So, no, we're going to have a great time. We're going to explore some of God's creation. We're going to um, hear some truth from his word and through the evidence that he gives us, the, the, the majestic evidence of his creative uh, um, being, his, his amazing power to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and how he did it. You know what? It's not important how he did it. No, because God's word says that he did it in six days, and that's what I submit to, because he calls us to walk by faith, not by sight. Today, folks, you're going to see the sight. You're going to see the evidence. Just like this building is evidence of a builder. 
I mean, it's that simple. It really is. And you know what? If you try to make it more difficult than that, as the world does, all you're doing is playing into the enemy's hand. Because our God, our true, the only true God, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, is not the author of confusion. The enemy is, and he wants you to doubt this. He doesn't want you to believe in it. He doesn't want you to use the whole thing. He wants you, if anything, if you're going to touch this or pick this up, he wants you just to kind of just think about the backside, you know, and, and, and that's a problem because if you don't know the front side, you don't know why we need the backside, and that's very important, and we're going to explore that a little bit today. But let's go ahead and open up in prayer if you, if you would join me and bow your head. Lord Jesus, thank you for a beautiful day. Thank you for a beautiful two days, Lord, that, that uh, we were unhindered to reach people with your truth. We were unhindered by the weather. We were unhindered by logistics. Lord Jesus, um, the, we've just been so blessed this last couple of days to be able to proclaim your name as creator and savior. Lord, I pray that You'll use me again today in a clear, concise manner. It's not about damn breeding. It's not about these animals. It's all about you. So, Lord, I pray that you'll be glorified in this place today through your creation. I pray for safety. I pray for the comfort of the animals, Lord. I thank you for the use of them. Lord, I, I just um, thank you most of all for what that cross means for those that will believe and, and have faith by by faith and, and walk by faith and, and not worry about what they see or seeing signs or anything, Lord. It's just about just submitting to you, Lord. And I just pr pray that if anybody's here today that doesn't know you in a personal way, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will surround them with godly people and they will, they will be drawn back to this church where they'll be well fed on your truth. We thank you for all you do. In Jesus' precious name I pray, amen. All right, so we're starting out in Africa, all right? We're starting out in Africa, and we're going to see an animal. Hold on, because I don't have a lot of time, and I've got a lot to share with you, okay? And I'm, besides, I'm on a double shot of espresso. Okay, so uh, we're running out of time. We have four animals, and we're starting out with a creature that is the largest of its type. That's right. It's not the biggest representative because the male gets bigger than the female. You're going to see the female today. She's a whopping 55 pounds. This creature is amazing. As you might have already guessed, she likes to eat fruits and vegetables. Now, uh, our cornucopia of delight here today, she just kind of likes apples. She loves bananas. She loves bananas. It's a staple, and she gets it every day, but she loves bananas. This right here, my friends, whoa, that's her favorite, spinach. Oh, yeah, she loves spinach. But this creature, my friends, also loves to eat meat. Oh, yeah, meat. Wild game night. That was great. You know, there's a lot of testosterone flowing that night. <laughs> that tent, whoa. yeah, it was crazy. A lot of testosterone flowing in that place. We were eating frog legs and everything. This creature right here, it eats dead meat, dead, rotten flesh. And she doesn't stop there. She eats the hair. Ugh. No, I'm kidding. She doesn't eat the hair. No, no. You know what she does? She gnaws on the bones of the dead animal for a couple reasons. Not because she went to school to learn about nutrition. No. You see, God, when he designed these creatures, he pre-programmed them. That's right. We like to call them instincts, innate ability. You know, they were born with this pre-program. Well, where'd they get that pre-program? It didn't happen by chance, just like this building, this beautiful sanctuary, Whitley Church, did not happen by chance. You look at the evidence, and there is evidence of design, complexity. There was a builder here. There was an architect. There were many men and women involved with building this building, designing this church. This creature right here is an animal that God pre-programmed to know what it needs to know. It did not have to go to college. It did not need a degree in engineering to build its den. And it did not need to go to school uh, for nutrition and find out that it needs to chew on the bones, one, to brush its teeth. 
to keep them healthy because God designed this creature to be an animal that actually the teeth grow its entire life. They never stop growing. So this animal, it keeps its teeth in check by brushing its teeth, by chewing on bones. It chews on the bones to get to the inside, the marrow that's rich in calcium. And it also um, chews on the bones. You know, how, um, you know how you ladies sharpen your claws? I mean, file your nails. Yeah, you know how you file your nails? This creature actually files down its teeth by chewing on the bones. Now, if it doesn't do that, it'll die because its teeth will grow all erratic and cause infection in its mouth. Now, friends... I told you this animal is not a predator. It's a scavenger. It's an animal that eats dead meat. It doesn't hunt and kill its prey. This is a creature that God designed to protect itself. Even though, I'm over here now. (laughs) Even though this creature doesn't kill the meat that it eats. It's an animal that will actually take down some of the largest predators in Africa. I'm talking hyenas, leopards, cheetahs. This animal, my friends, will even be responsible for taking down the king of the jungle. Now, it will just take me a couple moments here to get her. She, uh, this is the type of animal that you don't push, <laughs> and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Uh, when I get in there, this is this is an animal that you kind of let. Hey, good girl, come on, come on. You kind of let her do her thing and let her um, come out when she's ready to. Good, come on. Oh, are you grumpy? You didn't have your second cup of coffee yet. Oh, come on, good, come on, good, come on. Hey, there's people waiting in there. Come on, good, 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 good. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, good girl, come on. Okay, you're not being a good girl. Come on, good girl, come on, good girl, good, come on. Okay, good girl. All right, so this animal is a female. She's a whopping 55 pounds, and the male would get up to a whopping 65 pounds. Y'all thought I was kidding when I said the back row turns into the front row, didn't you? (laughs) What are you? Hi, are you hiding in this corner over here? Are you hiding in this corner? (laughs) Yeah, she's hiding in that corner over there. This, my friends, the largest type of porcupine in the world. This is called the African crested porcupine. Now, there's three main types of porcupine in the world. There's the North American, there's the South American, and then there's the African. That's right, there's three types. This is the old world porcupine. There are several different um, types. There's several different, go ahead, lick that thing. Go ahead, lick it, lick it. No, Uh, (laughs) that would have been really funny. Um, This creature is one of several different subspecies of porcupine. In Africa, this being the largest, it's called the African crested porcupine. Now, you're going to know why it's called the African crested porcupine here in just a moment. Good girl. Good girl. It's a longer and wider table than last night. I'm getting rid of that table when I get home. Uh, This creature here is an animal, just like you're going to hear me say with all these creatures. It it is this simple, folks, seriously. It's so profound. Just think about it, ponder on it, pray about it, dig into God's word and seek his face and try to grasp a hold of this. Because when you grasp a hold of this, it's a lot easier to experience and meditate and And fall into the peace that surpasses all understanding. And this is what it's about. This creature is in a complex way just simply designed to do what it does and it does it well. Now that's kind of oxymoronic. It's it's designed in a complex way but it's simply designed to do what it it doesn't match, does it? But it really does. You know why? Because the, the complexity comes from a designer 
the only true creator that is simple for him to do. That's right. You know, I often wonder why God took so long to create everything. He says he did it in six days. That's right. If you read this, okay, literally he says six days. Now, there's some people out there that like to push uh, that rotten lie called evolution into God's word. Terrible. It's the same lie that Satan told in the Garden of Eden, just repackaged for modern day. That is. It, it, it is the same lie, and what does it create? Confusion. Number one, it doesn't fit in here because it makes God a liar. You know, because uh, some in Christendom today like to push evolution into God's word and make the days longer, like millions of years. So then, what, Esther, she fasted, what, for 60 million years? (laughs) Jonah was in the belly of the fish for 3 billion years, (laughs) right? I mean, it's so silly. We only question the first six days in the first chapter. We never question the day Yom anywhere else in the Old Testament. Only in the first, because that's the enemy's ploy to get you to sidestep God's word and put your faith, your trust in man's fallible mind and heart. And we know what that leads to, right? Proverbs 28, 26 says, a man who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but a man who seeks wisdom will be delivered. My friends, this is the only true place to find wisdom. Right here. Because this is how God speaks to your heart right here. You submit through diligent prayer and through reading of God's word, and he will speak to your heart. If you don't believe me, if you're here today, okay, whether you're a believer or what I call a delayed believer, I don't call them non-believers or unbelievers because there's no such thing. You see, God's word says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So they're just delayed, believe. And it's my hope and prayer that you don't delay much longer because time is not on our side. You see, time was created for us. We're held down by time. God is not. God could have done it in six minutes. He could have created everything in six seconds. My friend, I submit to you today that God could have created in no time at all because he is God. That's right. He is God, and he, could, he is not held down by time. Don't listen to those folks that take a, oh, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. That is totally taken out of context. If you read the entire chapter, you will come to an understanding. God is outside of time. He did it in the way that he did it for a purpose. If he wanted us to think about evolution, he would have told us about evolution. God does not need a tool Over millions of years to create this creature. Less than a snap of a fingers, he can make whatever he wants. My friends, if you add time to God's word that he took to make this creature and all the other creatures and the sky and the moon and the stars, guess what you do to God? You make him a smaller God. Yeah, you make him a smaller God because you're making him take time. Time plus power equals less power. In six days, it's way more powerful than six million years. Well, this creature right here, I like to talk about the sovereignty of God when I look at this animal. Because let me tell you something, folks. If this animal did not have those huge hurricane quills, some of them are over 20 inches long. Don't fret. I am a professional. (laughs) If she jumps off there and heads out into the audience, just remember what I said in the beginning. Don't look her in the eye. And they sh- this thing can shoot those quills 50 yards dead accurate. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they don't shoot their quills. Y'all been watching too many cartoons. They only shoot their quills in the cartoons. She's, um, she's got the ability to flare up her quills. You know how a turkey or a peacock will flare out their feathers? This creature God designed with special muscles down in here that allow her to flare out her quills. But she only does that when she's really mad, upset, or annoyed. Or when I tell her to, like this! Oh, yeah, she'll flare them out. Oh, yeah, she'll flare them out, folks. And then she runs backwards. And she'll go, ugh! Oh, yeah, she flares them out. She runs backwards. And she goes, ugh! She'll ram her rear end 
right into the face of the predator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ugly, huh? <laughs> 20 plus inches, some of these quills, and they dig deep down into the flesh. Did you see why they call this the African crested porcupine? She's got a crest. What do we call that? A mohawk. Ladies, you know what the coolest thing about this mohawk is? It's all natural. Yeah, dark roots and highlights. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have to go to the beauty salon every two months. Yeah, so this creature, my friends, is an animal that God designed to be defensive. Think about it. The sovereignty of God. The word sovereign is a, is a huge word. It's a big word. It's kind of like creator. Okay, we can be creative, right? We can be creative, but you cannot create. You see, that, that title needs to be held to our God. You see, because only God can take nothing and make something. You and I can design in a creative way with what God has already created. That's right. This animal here, God designed. He is sovereign God. He is in control. And because he's all-knowing and in control, he knew that this animal was going to fill a niche in Africa, a hostile environment, and it would need a way to protect itself. Why? Well, during the drought, when the wildebeest and the zebra and the giraffe, leave it, don't chew on that. That's their microphone. Uh, <laughs> it's a pastor's microphone. Stop. This creature, God knew, would need the protection. Because when the wildebeest, the zebra, the gazelle, the, the, the giraffe, when they migrate out of the territory, sit down, sweetheart. When they migrate out of the territory, those creatures, those creatures have to eat something else. Because the lion, leopard, cheetah, hyena, they don't migrate with their main food. They expand their territories and they eat whatever's available. The rodents, birds that don't migrate, reptiles, you know, snakes and lizards. So this creature here is the second largest rodent in the world. Folks, if this animal didn't have a way to protect itself from those apex predators, it would have been extinct that first drought season. You get where I'm coming from? It would have been extinct because this is the biggest prey item around when all those other animals migrate out. That's right. This is a 55-pound animal, 65 for the males. That's a, that's, a nice, that's a nice meal for a lion or a leopard, better than some squirrel or rabbit. But see, here's a problem. They haven't figured out that the toothpick comes after the meal. <laughs> That's right. So they get a little problem, get a little infection going on and die. This animal wins nine out of ten battles. It's not, a, it's not a bully animal. It's got the equipment to be a bully, but it's not a bully. This animal will warn you four times. First warning is that flare out of the quills. Second warning is a, a foot stomp. She'll do a foot stomp. And then the third warning is called a quill flip. A quill flip. Man, all these ladies are cutting their hair off nowadays. It's amazing. What's going on with all that? Let's see. How about you? What's your name? You got the longest hair going right, right in these first couple of rows. Yeah, what's your name? Victim. I mean volunteer. <laughs> what's your name? Jane. That's my mom's name. Stand up. Yeah, just stand up. You, you don't have to come up here. Don't worry. Okay, Jane, give me a nice Pantene hair flip. Good, let's see it. Yeah, give her a round of applause. Yay. So that's what the porcupine does, a little bit of hair flip, but it's called a quill flip. She flips her quills side to side. It's very hostile. It's a very hostile warning because it's the, the last warning before the final warning when she protects herself. And rams the quills right in the face of the predator. Her last warning is right here. Listen to this. Now, if she did that really in a hostile way as a warning and flipped her tail back and forth like this, you know what it'd sound like? A rattlesnake. Picture this in your head, okay? Picture this in your mind's eye. A two-inch drinking straw. A drinking straw cut down to two inches, and then inside that drinking straw is a quill, skinny little quill like this one, and it runs through the straw, 
out the end of the straw and into the tail to anchor it. She's got 12 or 15 of those special rattle quills. So when she shakes her tail, she sounds just like a rattlesnake. That's the last warning before she opens up a big old can of smiles. <laughs> nasty, nasty, nasty. That's God designed this animal to protect itself. And that it does well. It wins nine out of ten battles. An amazing creature designed to do what she does. And she does that well. Two quick questions. Um, Let's see. We'll go with a lady and a gentleman. A lady and a gentleman. Two questions. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, she's nuzzling. Yeah. Yeah, the ladies are, aw, isn't that cute? The guys are like, oh, cool, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it is. You know, I raised her from a baby. Um, She came to us from a zoo. She was two weeks old when I got her. She fit in the palm of my hand. Yeah, she was on a bottle for six months. She didn't have to be. I did that, right? But she she only has to be on a bottle for three months. But I extended it. I doubled it just for this, this purpose. I mean, she goes everywhere. Yeah, not too many people work at pork, big old 50-pound porcupine. <laughs> All the glory be to God. <laughs> That's right. And not everybody can wrangle one up after it takes a nosedive off a table <laughs> and goes after the audience. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of underwear changing last night going on. <laughs> people were taking off for the restroom. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Okay, any other questions? One, a gentleman question, a dude question. No? Over here, you got one? The, ta- the tail makes a sound, buddy, because that straw quill or that rattle quill is kind of hollow, and inside there is a little bitty skinny quill. And when she shakes her tail really fast in an erratic kind of way, it sounds just like a rattlesnake uh, because it's kind of like hollow inside of that, inside of that uh, quill, that rattle quill. So we're, uh, we're going to say bye to Prickles. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you what her name is. Her name is Prickles. <laughs> you get the point? <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll stick with you all day. Don't worry. Now, we're going to change gears, and we're going to go from, from um, Africa. We're going to Europe and Asia, no way. Europe and Asia. You know what? We're, we're not going to go. We're going to go to Southeast Asia is what we're going to do. And we're going to see an animal that's going to be by far your favorite creature the entire presentation. This is an animal that is absolutely amazing. You might have seen her when we went on Extreme Makeover Home Edition. A little girl in San Antonio, Texas um, had leukemia and they, they redid her house. And um, they asked her what kind of room she wants. And she said she wanted a rainforest room. And uh, they asked her why. And she said, because I love monkeys. So um, they asked us if we could uh, bring a monkey out. So I said, you know, for this girl, we're going to bring out not only a monkey, but we're going to bring out um, a prosimian. The dominant species of prosimian is called a lemur. Most people know what a lemur is. And uh, we, so we took out a squirrel monkey, a black and white rough lemur. And we also took out this little gal. Her name is Lisa because she is the smallest type of ape in the world called a gibbon. G-I-B-B-O-N. That's why her name is Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Get cornball, huh? Lisa Gibbon. This is Lisa. She's an amazing animal designed to hang on to her mommy for two years. Yes, she nurses, my friends, for two whopping years. (laughs) This creature God designed with special fingernails. She has special fingernails for the first two years. And at the end of those fingernails, the tip of those fingernails, she has like a cat-like claw. That's right, it's like a cat-like claw, really long fingers, and that helps her to weave her fingers into her mommy's really thick fur. Because for that first two years, my friends, this animal actually hangs out with mom 
for two solid years. And nurses, she needs those thick hands and fingers to help her out. Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. How about you, back row girl right there? Yep, yep, yep. Come on over here. Did you already help me in another program? No? Okay. You look familiar. All right. What's your name, sweetie? Ashton. Ashton? Come here, sweetie. Good. Nice to meet you. Here, Shay. Stand right here. Good. Turn around. Look at everybody. All right, Ashton. How old are you, sweetie? Nine. Nine? Okay. <laughs> Nine. You're very cute. All right. Here you go. <laughs> what? Wait, I thought you wanted to volunteer. I didn't know. You didn't know? Oh, there was no disclaimer, was there? Okay, I'll let you. Okay. How, wait, where are you going? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hold your hand up like this. Good. Nine years old. Yeah. Look at the size of this hand next to yours. <laughs> Look, nine, three. She's only three years old. Look at that. She, her hand's as big as yours. Not quite as wide, but as long, definitely as long. Look how long her fingers are. Wow, is that neat here? Pet her right here. Good, now go sit down. <laughs> now, this creature, I showed you Ashton's hand um, next to hers for, for a reason, and that reason is this. Wait, you like that spinach, huh? This creature, God knew exactly what it would need. He set every creature up individually by itself to be unique in what it needs, what it does. This animal has those big hands, remember, to hold on to mom's shoulders, back, and chest. Um, this is the part where I impress all the moms. <laughs> yeah, you like that, huh? One hand action here. Yeah, good girl. I bet most of you kids didn't even sit that well for your mom and dad, did you? Ta-da! <laughs> all right. So uh, this creature hangs on to mom for two years nursing. She's only three years old, so she would already be weaned. And you know what's amazing is God's design is just amazing. I mean, look at your own bodies, folks. You get hurt and you heal, right? Hey, leave. No, 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 no. No, that will cost. <laughs> that will leave that. This creature actually, the, the, the little cat claws at the end of the fingernails disappear after two years. That's right. This animal needs those big hands to hold on to mom because, see, mom is designed to live up in the trees, arboreal. They're arboreal. And mom is not just walking around because, remember, she's arboreal. She's designed to stay in the trees. She doesn't come down to the forest floor. She hangs on to mom, and mom is cruising through the jungle, baby. Yeah, she's cruising through the jungle of Southeast Asia, and Lee's is holding on to mom for dear life. Yeah, because lots of predators love to eat the gibbon. Now, she's also got those big hands because eventually in the wild of Southeast Asia, she'll have to swing around in the jungle. These guys, it's a special swinging called brachiation. They swing hand over hand. They're amazing swingers, and they swing around the jungle. That's right. They swing around the jungle. Now, I want you to notice something. Just look at her. Check her out. Watch how powerful this creature is. This animal is so powerful, it can hang on. It can hang on for long periods of time. Matter of fact, as a three-year-old baby, this animal can hang on for a whopping 30 minutes. As an adult, she can hang on for an hour. Uh, she doesn't like you, dude. She's, uh, she's actually, if you listen really closely... Listen, here, she's doing her little whoop, 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 whoop. She's going to go for your water. Give her, give her your water. Give her your water. Good. Did she get it? No, she doesn't want it. She's checking out the dogs. She's worried about the dogs back there. That's why she's hooting. You, you hear, uh, as she gets older, she'll do a big vocalization like this. She'll go, whoop, 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 whoop. As an adult, hanging on from one arm for, for 60 minutes, an hour, as a baby, 30 minutes. Why? This is how God designed her. This is what he designed her to do. He designed her to hang on. Oh, did you hear that? She just said, dad, da. Dad, da. Uh, this animal, my friends, 
is arboreal, designed to stay in the trees. It hangs out in the trees. This animal is called a white-handed gibbon because her hands are white. And so are her, ooh, trick question. Now, I know that looks like your dad's foot. But I can assure you that your daddy can't do this by his toes. Now, if your daddy can do that by his toes, you need to see me after the presentation. That's right. This is Lisa, and she is a white-handed gibbon, an animal that will never be able to read the most important book that God has for us. The handbook for life, my friends. This is how God speaks to your heart. God did not design this animal to have a personal relationship with him. He designed you to have a personal relationship with him. You know, you can watch some of my movies. Um, I filmed some movies where the chimpanzee plays ice hockey, skateboards, snowboards. Um, The last movie I did, the, the chimpanzee was a spy that did martial arts. And my friends... Those animals, I can train them all day long to do human-like things and look like people, but they're not people, and you're not an animal. In the first chapter of Genesis, verse 26 and 27, God has already created everything. And then he says, let us create man in our image, according to our likeness. Let him rule over the beasts of the sea and the birds of the air and everything that creeps on the earth. God designed you to have a personal relationship with him, not this animal. Okay, this animal's not designed to have a personal relationship. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> this animal's not designed in his own image, according to his likeness. This animal is not designed. Go. Get up there. Go, boy. Man, you Lazy. Yeah, he's, he's looking real concerned, isn't he? Good, come on. Oh, you don't want this? Oh, where are you going? Oh, no, pastor doesn't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> uh, stay. No, he's not a bulldog fan. That's the other pastor, Andy. We'll talk to him later. <laughs> yeah, he eats bulldogs, uh, <laughs> especially the ones from Georgia. <laughs> All right. Hey, oh, it's, I love my job. All right. So look at this animal. I mean, folks, I'm just a guy with a cool job. Submitting my career, my life, and my time to serve the Lord. I'm, hey, I'm no saint, okay? I have the same disease that you all have. It's called sin. And it's a difficult thing. The enemy wants to rob us of our time. He wants to rob us of our focus. He wants to, he wants us to stay floundering in our disease, But you know what? That cross that's behind that curtain right there is where the cure to the disease that you and I have was provided. His name is Jesus. And see, the enemy wants to rob you of your time and focus. He wants you to think that you are such a wretched heathen that God would never forgive you. But you see, God created you in his own image for a purpose and a plan. He's got a purpose and a plan for each and every one of your lives. It's kind of similar to these animals. You see, these animals are designed to do what they do. They do that well. Therefore, they bring glory to God. This animal's designed to live in the water. He's got a, a nice mercury outboard engine. Yeah, this thing will propel him 25 plus miles an hour in the water. He's got web feet like a duck, helps him to swim fast and to steer. He's got a solar panel that allows him to absorb the heat from the sun to digest his food. He's, his, metabolically, he's very different than us. He's ectothermic as opposed to us, endothermic. God designed him that way. God gave him special nose plug and ear plug so when he goes underwater, he won't drown, Right? Because he breathes oxygen, so he closes his nostrils, he closes his ears, and then he flips on his own built-in pair of goggles. Yes, God is the original designer of the goggle. We like to take credit for a lot of things, especially us pompous, arrogant North Carolinians. We all ride around with our license plates that say, first in flight. (laughs) 
No, we're not first in flight. God is. It's called a bird. Hear of it? Yeah. And besides, in Egypt, there are hieroglyphics in pyramids, ancient pyramids, that have rudimentary airplanes in them. You know, it's, it, it's a God thing. It's not an Egyptian thing. It's not a North Carolinian thing. It is a God thing. And this creature right here has his own built-in goggles called a nicotating membrane. Helps him to do what he's designed to do. God set them all up for success. But see, God made you and I different. You see, because he created us in his own image, according to his likeness, he gave us a, a degree of complexity that is unmatched in his creation. It's unmatched. That's why we have dominion over his creation. That's why Dan, the animal man, can be up here and work these amazing creatures that are freaking you out that they're in your church. <laughs> it's not because I'm so special. It's because that God has a plan and purpose for each and every one of you. He's given each and every one of you a special talent and gift that he wants you to use to bring glory to him. This animal has no choice but to do that. You do. It's called free will. That's right. It's called free will. Oftentimes we, um, we, we keep that away from young people, young children. You know, I would rather sit down and take the time to explain free will to them than to just to get them to raise their hand because they said the sinner's prayer. It's called false conversion. You ever heard of it? Yep. A lot of it's going on today in Christianity. False conversion. People get tied up with emotions because of their circumstances in their life. And they cry out to Jesus, but they don't know why they need Jesus. They need Jesus because you and I have a disease called sin. It's called sin, and it is a disease that cripples us all. You see, praise God. When you su submit your life to Lord Jesus. Just take a message for me, please. Uh, it, when you submit your life to Lord Jesus Christ, it's not, I'm not saying it's going to be a bowl of cherries, but let me tell you, you will not suffer from that sin disease anymore because you have the blood of Christ covering you. You see, you'll still sin. You'll still be a, a loser in certain ways, but it's about, it's a process of becoming more like him daily, feeding on his word and praying something this animal will never experience something that Ape will never do. No, no gorilla, no chimpanzee, no orangutan will ever be able to read God's word because they're just designed to do what they do. They do that well. This animal will not deny it. You will. You have that free will to try it or deny it and run away from God. This animal will not. He'll never wake up tomorrow and go... I'm sick and tired of the high gas prices. Why is diesel more expensive than regular? It's less refined. Why is all the produce going up and the meat going up and the, and the milk? And now we're bailing out some people that shouldn't have done what they did. He'll never do that. He'll never say, I'm sick and tired of all the election campaigning. All those people talking out of the side of their mouth. He'll never do that. He'll never say, today I'm going to rebel and I'm not going to act like an alligator anymore. I'm going to act like a duck. <laughs> Quack. He'll never do that. He'll always, whether he's in captivity or not, he still glorifies God by being what he is and doing what he does. He will not rebel. He doesn't have a sin nature. You and I do. And that is why we need to submit our life and our time to the Lord Jesus Christ because he will bring you out of the rut that you're in. Always. He will always be there. He will never take you to a storm, okay? His will will never take you to a storm that his grace will not rescue you from. And that is the bottom line. He wants to know you, my friends. He wants to know, not this alligator. He designed this alligator just to do what it does, and it does it well. It's got lots of what I call design features that he put in place 
so this animal will be successful. The goggles, the tail. Fish swim fast, my friends. He doesn't just eat small children that disobey their parents. <laughs> he eats fish. And that's why God gave him a special valve in the back of his throat. So he doesn't drown when he's chasing those fish with his mouth open. You see that? He's got lungs just like you and I. And he has to breathe. But he can't breathe underwater. He doesn't have gills. So God gave him a special valve in the back of his throat so he can close off his throat, grab those fish, pulverize them, swim to the surface of the water, and then swallow the fish. And I love fish. <laughs> That's what God designed him to do, my friends. What did he design you to do? It's real simple. He designed you to bring glory to him. To reach people for the kingdom. Don't believe the enemy when he says you're too dirty to come to him. He wants to take you the way you are right now. Doesn't matter. He wants to know you in a personal way. Not this alligator. He wants to know you. He wants to use you. The, the church as a whole is missing the boat today, folks, because we're so consumed with confusion about ancillary issues that have nothing to do with winning people to the kingdom. It's called the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion. It's Jesus' last commandment to us to go out and preach the gospel to all creation. It's not just Pastor Farrell's job. It's not just Pastor Andy's job. It's not Pastor Jimmy's job. It's not just my job. It's not just the missionaries you support in Southeast Asia and Africa and, and Europe. It is your job if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. What did he design you with the talent and the gift to bring glory to him through building the kingdom? That's the question. God bless you. See you later. Alligator. Dan Breeding. Give Dan a big hand. Uh, <laughs> uh, I believe um, Dan is going to set up probably out there somewhere that you would like for your child to get a picture with the alligator. Uh, he's going to work that out for you. Um, we're just so glad you're here today. Is Whitley Church not the coolest church anywhere around? I'm telling you. And that porcupine, um, I've pastored porcupines before. Anyway, um, we want to thank him for coming, and we want to bless him this morning. So our ushers are coming. Guys, if you will come on and go ahead and start receiving a love offering for Dan and his ministry. Thank God for Dan. Dan gets to go places your average minister will never be invited to and talk about the creation power of God. So every penny you give today will go into his ministry. And we ask you to be as generous as you possibly can. I want to mention just a couple things. I want Pastor Jimmy. Is he in the building? Pastor Jimmy, would you come up here? And is Miss Jean here? I'd like for both of them to come up here. And they're probably somewhere working knowing them. Uh, wild Game Night, we had over 300. Let's give God a hand. Great uh, Wild Game Night. Hey guys, did y'all see that big tent out there when you drove up this morning? If you'll be here at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon, we'll let you help us take it down. I'm serious, guys. If you can be here at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon, we need a bunch of guys to help us pull that tent down. We'll appreciate it so very much. That happens to be my prayer time, so I won't be able to be there. But if you guys could come, we'd appreciate that. We got Willie Church stickers. And we want you to get one of these and put it on the back of your car. If you're not going to put it, stick it on your forehead or somewhere, then leave them out there. They're very expensive, and uh, we're going to give them away, though, but we just ask you to please display it. And let's uh, ride around town and say, hey, they go to my church, or at least they got a sticker. And um, we thank you for that. We had record attendance at the bridge last night. Over 150 people were at the bridge. We've never had that many before. 
And uh, also last week, the bridge gave $11,000, over $11,000 in the offering. You guys gave over $65,000 for a total of more than $77,000 last week. Man, that is so awesome. My 10% cut is going to be so nice this year. Um, You knew if I got that, I'd never make that joke. Um, the guest welcome center is out in the main foyer, so all visitors go out there. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Uh, we're collecting candy, and uh, we're signing up volunteers for Hallelujah Night. So don't go trick-or-treating. Don't glorify the devil on Halloween night. Come here. We're going to give you all the candy you will ever need, and we're going to have games, and it's almost like a mini fall festival on, uh, on uh, October the 31st. So we need volunteers, and please buy candy for the kids and bring it. We got a big box somewhere around here and you can drop it in that big box. We're just really, really glad Dan came today. Would you stand to your feet? And um, I'm not sure if he's setting up out here or not. I'm I'm not sure if that's happening. Does anybody know if that's happening? I know he did that uh, for the other meetings, so he might not be doing that today. Uh, Ricky, do you know if he's setting up to get pictures or people want to be able to get pictures today or not? Okay, no pictures today. I'll be up here if you'd like to get a picture with me. Father, we thank you so much for church today. It was so fun and so cool, and we just thank you, God, that you are our brilliant creator, and we love you, and I pray that if anybody came here today who doesn't know you, that they would just say, you know, after seeing that porcupine and that monkey and that alligator, there is a God in heaven, and I need him in my life, and I invite you, Lord, to come in my life and take over We thank you so much for your awesome presence and blessing us today. We give you all the glory, praise, and honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you all so much for coming.